Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 308 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode I chat to James Ross of Monster Finger Games about their arcade action platformer, Alien Scumbags. Yes, apparently aliens are scumbags. Aliens from outer space, that is. And this is an extraordinary platform game. I say that because at its core, that's what it is. Yes, you have a little man with a gun but the gun's rather ineffective, and you can pick up other guns, and they're a little bit more effective, but ultimately you're meant to avoid everything, really. It's not particularly clear when you first start playing, because you can, well, I've got a gun, I can shoot everything. Yeah, no, it's probably not the core component of the game. It's really about dexterity and moving on platforms and dodging and hiding most of the time, because if you actually try to defend yourself with a gun, even though you've got one, you'll likely get overwhelmed. A really fun and entertaining game and a really fun and entertaining guest. Kind of synergy there. So without further ado, let's listen to me from about six weeks ago chatting to James. Chris, from the past, if you'd be so kind. James! Hello. Who are you and what do you do? Yes, uh, so I'm from the UK, originally from the north actually, a Yorkshireman. Um, Now I'm in the south um in the southampton area how was your passport um, stamp um how was that sort of whole exit you know the citizenship of the south I mean, that was that, that was a tough <laughs> thing wasn't it it's you know it just, was yeah, yes. yeah. um i go to to eradicate the, uh, the word whippets from your brain and cloth caps and pigeons <laughs> bread cakes as well bread now. Cakes, yeah yeah and, uh, and what is a bat What's a bun? Yeah, and, uh, I know. Yeah, and everything's old... a bun round here or a roll. It's and a I'm bun like, or a roll. Oh, it's yeah, a, it's a bread cake. No, it's, no, <laughs> no, it's a roll. And uh, and yeah, the arguments on the internet. Well, the weird parochial arguments that are, you know, people from outside the UK go, "What are they arguing about? It's a bun." <laughs> <laughs> oh i tell you the thing is as well is certain words that just right so hull is a very specific kind of accent um and even though i've been here for many many years now yeah i still can't say coke without it just getting extremely long and no one knowing what i'm saying yeah there's an additional like um syllable there which is like well, what's that there? what's that there for just, yeah it just is <laughs> it just is Cook and snake. Yeah. It's yeah, just forever yeah. the longest just, word. What was th- it's, it's cook. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and I've tried to do a southern version. It just doesn't work. No, because you end up saying cuck, and then that has a whole different. <laughs> I don't want to say that. You don't want to say that, but 
<laughs> but no, being born and bred from this part of the world, welcome, sir. So uh, I'm yep. a genuine cockney, did you know? But we'll go into that later, if you like. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't sound it, because reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't notice. No, no, there. there's reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so how did you make your start making flashy, lighty video games as opposed to the non-flashy, lighty games, which are known as board games? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, I just wanted to do it forever. Like when I was a kid, I used to have notepads and I'd and I'd draw things, but purposely draw images that was pixelated. So there was like little steps of lines instead of straight lines, just because that's like what I knew. Um, and I always dreamt of making games. And um, and then yeah, um, I did work experience when I was about fifteen. Um, and I found a 301 utility disc uh, at the place I did my work experience. And I asked if I could, you know, have a look at it. They were like, yeah, it's fine. And that's when I saw Click and Play for the first time. And I was this like, was on a PC, was it? Must have been. Must have been yeah, a, like yeah, yeah it was on a PC. PC or something, maybe. And I was like, what is this thing? This is yeah. amazing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, ever since then, I lost my life. Uh, <laughs> making and, video uh, games what is it about click and play because that's not the first time this this thing has appeared or mentioned or uttered in hushed tones in this very show that the developers have said yeah yeah i started making games with click and play i had never heard of it uh up until when i started with the, making this show what, what is it what was it it's just very visual so right. i had a little bit of time working with um with blitz basic um and blitz 3d and obviously like html and things like that i didn't really enjoy it if i'm honest because what i could see was basically a blank screen with text on it and then you press the execute button and then everything appears and i was like mm. and, it, and it just there wasn't an excitement there for me and not to mention maths is not my strong point and uh, and every time I read anything about them, it was like, right, get get some uh, get a cup of coffee because we're about to get in the maths. I was like, oh, no, no, this is awful. <laughs> and um, and so click and play, even though it, uh, and obviously click team products in general there, you obviously have to do computational thinking. Of course you do. You have to you have to use variables and things like that. They might be called different things. But you're still using the the basics of what you would do with a programming language. But a lot of it, a lot of the sort of the very basic foundation parts of it are taken away. So you're just left with the more enjoyable parts, I think. Um, so a lot of people, from what I can gather, tend to use it for prototyping because it's such a quick and easy thing to whip something up, which is quite simple. So your minimum viable like product can be there in a couple of days um so yeah i guess it's that really it's more visual and i enjoy that more because i'm thinking i'm more of an artist than you know than than i am uh, uh, through and through coder who it's wants quite, to solve it's quite interesting i just want to address the point about maths i just want to talk about it sure. because the maths in 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 uh in computing isn't actually that complex forgive me forgive me you may disagree oh no no go for it it's fine it's, it's <laughs> It's, it's anchored around arithmetic um, and um, geometry, definitely. Absolutely. But there is, you know, and it's something I haven't said in a while on the show, but I used it a lot, but computers are just a series of switches. They are just one, zero, 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 one. And, uh, but 
these computers we have now have switches upon switches upon switches upon switches upon other switches that also have other switches, and that creates this you know, phenomenally complex thing. But it still has roots in a Charles Babbage counting machine or difference engine, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is it still you know if if this if this uh, address uh, memory address is this number, then that address, memory address has to be that number. If it's not, then it is, uh, and it's yeah. just you know <laughs> Boolean logic, you know, and it's not. Once you get your, once you understand that and embrace that it is a very, um, you know, condition-led thing. It's just, everything's about the very simplistic of cause and effect. You know, it's it's the, so. that's that's all it is. So the complex math stuff, it's not there in computing at all. The complex math stuff, as far as I understand, complex maths is calculus, is patterns that interact with other patterns. That, that is mathematics. Um, and I have a really appreciation of it and some, some understanding of it, but I will not bore the audience or you, James, about what that's about. <laughs> Do you get okay. my meaning? Is you'll get my understanding? Yeah, what yeah, I'm trying definitely. to explain here is that, yes, uh, there is an element of mathematics, but it is rather rudimentary in comparison to actual applied mathematics and what have you, because it is actual real numbers. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you know and actually have meaning you know and the only complexity is a lot of the time is using base 16 where you if you're working in assembly uh, and that kind of stuff but it is real numbers and once you understand that you go, oh wait hang on yes exactly so it's not i don't need the little like little snails coming on my screen no you don't because that's integration what are you doing why are you doing why <laughs> Why are you plotting a curve hand by hand? Why? Because that's what integration is. I know. Sorry. Um, and you know, why, why would you, why would you do it? So you can hear my voice. I have a, you know, I do have used programming as a tool and stuff like that. But I haven't, but maths is yeah. So the you said you're scared off by the maths. That's because people didn't really say what I said. I mean, I'm sure if someone said to you, well, you can do two plus two, can't you? Well, yeah. There you go. What really? Yeah. Because most <laughs> most of the grunt work is going to be done by the machine the tricky yeah. part and i've always struggled this when i first started and no one would ever give me a straight answer until i'd figure it out myself is collision detection mm. no one really talks about it properly they talk about moving stuff but the act of actually saying well if something hits that how do you tell it it's hit it or what what is that what is the, what is, and then it becomes into data routines and finding out, and, and then that, then that's the tricky part. It's data management and making sure that that data has been in the right place and we refer to it in the right time. That that is the complex part of, of computing, in my humble opinion. But there it is. There's okay. My, there's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so moving swiftly on, then you. you your influences as a creator of video games, what what is it? What are oh, they? That's a, um, you know, personally, I grew up with uh, really old things like an Atari Junior and things like that at a Spectrum. So a lot of my influences come from me as a being a child, really. You know, loving those kind of two D um, graphics, <clears throat> and I think, I think to be honest, like a lot of people forget that there's that. The, the things what I like out for the Atari 2600, for example, the beauty for me of old games is that they they don't have a lot to work with graphically. 
So they have to be very clever regards to the gameplay elements. And I take a lot of influence from that. Um, I like the idea of building, you know, these simple ideas and then sort of bridging off into different directions. And so, yeah, I know you'd say that different games cover off different influences from, you know, from other titles. I play a lot of retro games. Um, for example, of course, my latest, the latest project that we're working on, um, Alien Scumbags, um, that has got a lot to do with Doom, a lot to do with Duke Nukem, because I'm quite big fans of those titles. And then, of course, all the other pop references and things like that as well, what come with my love of horror films, too. So. Yeah, there's a bit of Commander Keen in there as well, isn't there? Um... See, I've never played Commander Keen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. I thought you were going to say that. But it's a DOS platformer. Who played those? No one outside I've North America. Those, so so yeah. I'm yeah. yeah, most people have seen it, but it's like, no, it exists. And like, yeah, that's a thing. But, you know, I was just, I've been, I was playing on the Evercade console. Not, not sure oh, if you know what that is. I love it. I've got one, yeah. Yeah, I got, I was playing Centipede on it, the 2600 20, version. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know it's funny, right? Because the the uh, I got the premium pack, so obviously the Atari yeah, yeah. Volume One's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the one I thought I would hit the most, and you know I feel like it's the best one. Yeah, it's weird. I am so addicted to Aquaventure; it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's not in Television Shark Shark, but then again, what is? Let's be, you know, because no. that that that's a game where you actually play as a fish and you actually nibble at a shark's. T- you know, Finn. What, what's the, what's the, what could possibly go wrong? Everything, but it's 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 awesome. Shark Shark, if you haven't played it, but yeah, I have played Shark Shark. I, yes. I shall have to check that out. It's amazing. You you but you eat other ships and you grow, and then you grow even further, and then the shark comes in, and then well, the only way to kill the shark is either you run away and let, let, let it sort of do its thing, or you actually sort of nibble away at its tail to the point where it actually sinks to the bottom mm-hmm. of the sea. It's mm-hmm. great. Do you know what? Funnily enough, on that weird subject, <laughs> you started it with the aqua thing. A, a long, you indeed. Um, a long time ago. Oh, how old was I? Sixteen, seventeen, maybe. I made a game called Growfish, um, which had this amazing slogan that I thought was really clever at the time, called "Eat Fish, Grow Fish." Right. Um, and it's exactly the same idea. There you go. <laughs> I you could... eat fish, you get bigger, and then yeah. a shark chases you. That's right. Yeah, this 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 game was made in 1979. But you know, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just saying. You know, it's just, you didn't know. You didn't know I that. Didn't, yeah, someone someone's made someone's made that already. It's like everyone knows there's only six stories. Like really, I tried to explain this to a literature uh, expert. Like, yeah, there's only six stories. What do you mean? Ultimately, there's only six stories told over and over again. They are can be very different, different sort of settings, but it's just only six. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, where is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only there's six fictional stories. I think it's six, but it's not very many. But they actually all have their own. Of course, they have their own settings and people, and it's eventually, essentially, what it becomes down to is it's not so much about the plot and that sort of thing, but it's the people within it and how they interact and what they do in that space. That's what really drives people towards reading fiction more than the plot itself. But no one likes to admit oh. that. Yeah, here's me banging on about maths, and now I'm banging on about English. Just... 
Another subject I'm not particularly great at. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, a man of no talents that I am. So, next question. Yes. Um, what developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Do you know what? That's really hard because I don't... I don't really think. From from Atari age, not now. As as like developers, like the actual people themselves. I've I've obviously I've watched a lot about different developers, so I guess I could name like a few. I find I find the story, um, regards to the 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 person that made Yars Revenge, and of course this terrible ET game. I find that fascinating. Um. Also, I'm going to remember his name, Phil Fish. Is it? Oh Phil Fish? yes, yes, Mr. Fish. I mean, he was crazy. He was. I mean... He was to say he's highly strung is an understatement. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, when he is, I mean, sorry, he's not you know passed away. He's just you know he's just I don't know what he's doing now these days. Well, but... he just disappeared off, he off, did, yeah, off Twitter, he, didn't he? Because he did, of yeah. the abuse. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I watched that on, um, you know, on on the indie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the film or something, or indicate the movie, sorry. And he said, you know, what would you do if if it didn't go well or something like that? And he was like, oh, I'd kill myself. And I was like, okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's an inspirational sort of, uh, you know, thing to say. I, I still find people like that fascinating. So I guess the answer to the question is probably not one person in particular. Mm-hmm. Just lots of different stories from different people. You know, I guess um, the sheer effort, the endeavour to actually do what people do in the creation of games—it's yeah. amazing. Anything's made at all. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> two and a half, well, two years and nine months in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still not finished. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's become my baby after all this time, so it's okay. It's yeah. kind of like a part of the family now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's it's just a thing, but. Mm. Um, no, you're right. It's it is quite, and that's why I give a lot of. We have a lot of return guests on the show, yeah, uh, because you know, they appear on, and then five years later, like I've made a new thing. Wasn't it going to take you three? What years? Yeah, took you five. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's not a criticism, just that I know. <laughs> but we've had a lot of return guests. We had one on last episode, actually. Yeah, Gambinos, who did Card Cardpocalypse, really good. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he was on in uh, back in 2015, talking wow. about uh, yeah. Guild of Dungeoneering. So you know, it's he said, yeah, it took him five as opposed to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's just this, this, it's okay. It, 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 the sheer, I mean, it, it is amazing how how they're made at all. But sheer, it's just sheer strength of will, isn't it? It's just like the sort of um, dogged determination. Like, no, we're going to do this. Do this. Yeah, I guess it's more like um, I guess you, if you make it into a like I'm a real creature of structure. I love structure of everything. Everything needs to be structured. Otherwise, I don't know what's going on in my head. Um, so, um, so for me, I feel like if I just make it a habit and I always just chip away at it, it's fine, and it becomes more of enjoying the journey than thinking about the end. So, I haven't even considered how far I'm going till the end of Burning Scumbags yet, I don't really know. I know a rough idea that I'll like have so many levels and maybe a boss on the end. Um, that's as far as I got. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I made I made the story halfway through making it and was like, oh, this story sounds good. I'll write that on a piece of paper. Um, and I'm still designing levels now. 
So it's not like I made like a big design document and we're working through everything. Um, it's just a case of just doing it as I go along and like getting new ideas as I go along and it's sort of building from there really. Mm. Um, I tend to make the structure of a level like the bare basics and then slowly as it carries on and gets further along like months later I'll start adding new pieces to the existing level to give it the overall finished product of each level you know so hmm. it's a long process of but course. I like of course. It's, it's, it's therapeutic you know it is it is yeah I, yeah. I, I love well I hate bug fixing I don't think anyone really likes bug fixing but um, there is a real feeling of euphoria when you get that eureka moment and you've destroyed something that's been there from the beginning yeah. <laughs> and that's something you can't seem to get from anywhere else you know and what's so... really shocking is that you told it to do that <laughs> i know right <laughs> and totally enough it was about collisions <laughs> there you go exactly See? told you but, yeah told you. Um, you'll, well, I mean, you've played the version with the bug in it. Um, because uh, I've, I've only just fixed it last night, funnily enough. Okay. Um, and so when you go over a box and it rolls over you, you end up sliding through it. Um, <laughs> and yes. I couldn't for the life of me fix this. And then I was like, oh, of course. If I just <laughs> need to test the position yeah. based on the center point of what he's touching yeah. and then push him to the left or the right. I was like, oh, you go, you go. It took me two years and nine nine months to work it out. (laughs) I wonder what was going on there. Anyway. Indeed. That's uh, a great great response. So um, this last question of first half, I have to ask you, legally obliged, because we are on a podcast talking about video games, right? So therefore, I have to ask you, what are you playing right now? Ooh, Doom. Doom 2016 I've been playing. 2016? Um, Not Eternal? 2016. Interesting. No, I haven't got Eternal yet because okay. I'm very far behind the times here because really? as well as looking <laughs> retro games, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also like constantly making my game, so I don't have time to play anyone else's games but my own. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I'm very behind. Like I recently only just started playing Doom 2016. Um, I've had it, it for a while and I didn't really like it when I first played it, but okay. now I'm starting to get into it a bit more and enjoying it more. Right. So right. yeah, just that. let it go. It's not Doom. Just let it go. Well, that's the thing, you see. Yeah. Like I played it and when like I first got it and I was like, I want it to feel like the old Doom because people in the reviews kept saying, oh, we don't like it because it feels like the old Doom, and I'm like. Oh, that's that sounds not. great. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. And then I played it and was like, this isn't the old Doom. That's not. Right. <laughs> not People who said that, they just want to cross-examine and was like, so how well old were you when the original Doom came out? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You were four, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Yeah. Yes, you were. So how can you possibly sit there in judgment of a game you've never played? Exactly. So, and I was sounds like... a bit elitist, but I'm just saying. No, no, it's true, though. Like, it's mm. nothing. It's It's not Doom. In my opinion, however, it's a it's a great shooter, but there's it. you know yeah. and it has demons in it, and you are Doom guy who by the end, I mean, I won't spoil. Well, everyone, yeah, sorry. So in Eternal, the whole them. point of <laughs> the whole point of Eternal is anchored around the fact that the Doom guy has turned into the thing that he hates. 
because that's what you know. Again, that's one of the classic stories. Um, yeah. You know, I know he's that just, story. Yeah, he's just turned <laughs> into the very thing he detests, and uh, and mm-hmm. it's quite amusing because he's been all, most of his life now fighting demons in in Mars and everywhere else, and yeah. uh, now he's become one, even though he isn't one. It's just weird. So he's he's just his, his unstoppable sort of death machine against demons and devils oh, and okay. stuff, and that's they play up that quite heavily. In uh, in um, in Eternal, which by the way was released on the same day that Animal Crossing came out, and there was lots of <laughs> oh, there, was, there was some very strange crossover <laughs> images of uh, you know um, Isabel with a double machine gun shooting demons and <laughs> and Doom guy sort of like you know sort of digging fossils out of the ground. It's just quite funny. It's just, I saw a lot of those memes. <laughs> I, uh, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. <laughs> we do, and uh, no, I, that made me laugh a little bit. And then I then looked outside and went, "Oh, I better get a mask on." And then I started crying. So, yeah, Doom 2016. I need to get back onto that because I never finished that um, because I got distracted by something shiny. Uh, but you're right. You just oh. have to let <laughs> my 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 advice to you, and, and you seem to have done it. You understand it, of course. You do. Your intelligent man, James, is um, forget what you thought you knew about what that game is and just accept it for what it is and just put it in its own yeah. place Definitely. as every game should do you know so doom uh, i was also playing doom 64 which is okay. brilliant right. and the, the the one that no one really talks about mm-hmm. and it's great like mm-hmm. it's it's i mean one thing i will i will say though is that the soundtrack could do with being like the original soundtrack as opposed to this moody sort of dark and horror-y kind of soundtrack, which I'm not feeling, because it's a bit... It's more like they tried to go with an ambient, sort of more Doom 3 feel, actually, really, if you think about it. It's um, a very strange version of Doom, though, isn't it? The only thing I don't like is I feel it's a little too puzzly. Yeah. Like me. I want to go around and shoot some stuff in the face. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to make, like do loads of puzzles and stuff like that to get out of doors. And, uh, yeah, it's, all a bit, it's all a bit strange, isn't it? But but, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it on the PlayStation 4. And also, just one more thing on the Doom thing. Cool. I've also been playing Doom RPG. <laughs> is that what the old uh, mobile phone game was? Yeah. Have they I, released I even... it? Or is it, where was it? No. I didn't, oh. even know, I didn't even know about it. Right. And right. Um, and then I watched, um, I think, some YouTube video or something that mentioned it. And I was like, this is amazing. I didn't it's know this really is... good. It's really, it is really good. It? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so How I are you download... playing it? Well, I had yeah. to download like a dot jar uh, emulator right. or something like that on the internet right. and play it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah cause of the, yeah, the devices that play it on now are now lying on the bottom of people's um, drawers for wasting away. <laughs> Very uh, true. Very and true. That's, that's what's going on. So, uh, well, fantastic bit of Doomfest there. I mean, I do have the original. I'm looking at my shelf here over to uh, on my right and uh, on my, my N64 games, of which there are far too many. And yeah, Doom sixty four sitting right next to Quake Quake two. So nice, nice. Oh, oh. <laughs> so actually, Quake's a good game, and uh, again, misunderstood. When you figure out what it's about, accept it for what it is. It's actually a much better game than you realise. So yeah, no, I quite like Quake to be honest. Yeah, you'd be surprised many people don't. People prefer Quake two over it. That's a great game as well, but you know, it's just. It's just a bit weird. Quake, original quote is a bit weird, and that you just run around and you've got this machine gun, but you're in a castle. What, what gives? I don't understand. I don't, don't, <laughs> does it have to matter? I don't know. Well, anyway, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
to the second half of the show where we delve deep into alien scumbags. suggesting we actually delve into actual alien scumbags that would be strange um but what i would like for you to do mr james is this yeah could you in your own words describe for us the listeners and myself in your own words what is alien scumbags it is a 2d horror shooter which is also kind of like a black comedy parody of every pop culture reference i could think of um for horror films and sci-fi films um probably the best way of describing it is if you like the idea of doom and duke nukem put into a 2d environment then that's aliens gunbags it is isn't it you're right that's you're what right. i think yeah because how the enemies interact with you they don't yes you're right you can even hide in cupboards Yes. Which is very alien, uh, you know. Isolation, yeah. Isolation like. I was yeah. playing that, and that's when I added the cupboards. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, this is brilliant. This I need is to great. add cupboards. Yeah. I'm so, terrified. Yeah. Let's do this. Oh, God. Why is there CRT monitors everywhere in Alien? Just let it go. <laughs> if thought, this is the far future. Just let it go. Fine. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's, all it's good. like future, yeah. retro future. Retro future, 1970s. That's what they're trying to go for. Anyway. Exactly. That's a brilliant <laughs> explanation. And thank you very much. And now my first design question is this. <laughs> the aiming in, in scumbags appears to be orthogonal only. Yes. Why? Okay. So the actual game didn't have an aim reticule at all. Right. And it was actually just left and right shooting. Right. Uh, now, somebody specifically did not like the fact that you couldn't point in a different direction. Um, and so then I added up. You added up? <laughs> Left, right, up. Left, uh, right, up. It's like a sort of reticule there. And I was expecting there's a, there's an, a game, there's a game called Abuse, I think it was. Oh, okay. Or yeah, it's, on the, it's, it's a DOS game. And yeah. it's really good. Devilishly difficult, but really good. Really ridiculous story as well, but it doesn't matter because shooty bang bang game and um uh that has free sort of aiming just flowing aiming but yours with alien scumbags like where you can go left <laughs> up <laughs> and right like so um, why why did you do that why did you not make it free okay done. 
Why yeah, no, I could have done. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the reason why is because the game itself, Alien Scumbag, started out as a game jam. Um, right. Now, this well, as I say, two years and nine months ago. Um, and it was like, I think it was like a 40 hour thing. So my idea was low resolution. So it's nice and easy and quick to create. Um, and also it was very much more based off aliens back then, complete to the point where you had xenomorphs. Um, and instead of this, like the lighting engine that's in it now, instead of that sort of mechanic that's in place, um, instead it was just a black circle. Like a, a, a sort of black screen with a circle where you was. And then when you got close to aliens, you'd have the beeper going off and then it would like flash green on, on the screen and then expand. So it's gone through a lot of changes. So basically the reason for pointing left or right shooting was because it was easy. Um, and it was, yeah, it was basically my first attempt, I think, at doing that kind of game really. Okay. Fair. Make yeah. it straightforward. I mean, why do you need to shoot at an angle? What's 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 there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. What is there to shoot at at that angle? Oh yeah, exactly. Well, there's the crawlers and stuff, but you just have to wait for them to appear above your head just before they drop on your head, and then shoot them. <laughs> so, well, the thing is, there wasn't even there before. So there you the, go. It's the getting crawlers was on the ground, okay? right? But then when someone said, "I really want to be able to point upwards and shoot," and I was like, "Oh." So, so that went through and have fixed all of that. Um, and then, because then you realised, yeah, you, all out. But being able to shoot upwards, you've got to shoot at something to. Yeah, there was nothing to shoot. So I was no. like, why do you want to shoot upwards? There's nothing there. <laughs> There's something so there. then I was like, well, now I have to add things yeah. to shoot yeah. where you didn't need to shoot upwards before, but now you do need to shoot upwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hence the ceiling huggers, like ceiling crawlers or whatever you want to call them. Um, they're now above your head as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, went with that. And sometimes they just go fucking around and they ignore you. It's weird. This is funny. Um, <laughs> it's just they act very strangely, and it's great. Um, in oh yeah, movement. I want to talk about movement. Movement is quite slow and deliberate. Yes, in alien so, scumbags. Um, was this to allow the player to see things they may have missed? Uh, no. So ah. this is this is the weird thing. So alien scumbags. When if you, I mean, you probably see it if you look on YouTube. There's um there's videos of it when it was a game jam game, and it was super fast paced. You didn't have um, reloads or anything like that. It was just constantly hammer the button, and it and it shoots forever. Um, there was also only two guns in it back then as well. Um, now what happened is I was kind of wanted to give that feeling more so that it was a bit more alien isolation style or a bit more um a bit scarier I, I i'd never had a real chance to do a scary game and i thought i wonder how scary i could make it so then i started doing a lot of research into what makes a survival horror a survival horror but i still had this kind of actiony game at the same time so it's become this weird crossover <laughs> Where it's an action game where you can run around and shoot stuff, but at the same time it has some elements of the survival horror in there as well, such as the slow moving, and it used to have, to change weapons you used to have to pause the game. In the same sense, like what you, you know, you could do with like Resident Evil and those like inventory and things. Um, so yeah, it was, it's kind of grown that way because it wasn't sure whether it wanted to be an action game or a horror game, so it sort of sat right in the middle. 
that's uh, yeah, that's why. Right, that makes sense. Pacing, then, of course. Yeah. So a little bit like the thing, which is also referenced in this game quite a lot. It is um, because there was one bit where I saw a head on <laughs> on a table and a leg sprang out and it started walking, and um, that's <laughs> the only scene which I actually laughed at in the whole of the thing because it's like when, when one of the scientists said, you've got to be effing kidding me. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? But... Um, you've got to love that film. I love that yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just filled, filled with just pure, it is pure just terror all of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the... It's just uh, relentless, the yeah. So on it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, especially when that... Oh, sorry. Uh, next question. <laughs> yes. In Alien Scumbags, the player is encouraged to explore to the point of being, being reminded of this upon a completion of a level. Mm. How have you found designing aspects of each area to hide them, yet encourage the player to find them? Yeah, so... Again, like a lot of the secret areas came from the love of Doom, because um, obviously there's a lot of inspiration for Doom. But at the same time, um, and I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that I go, no, 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 the way that Doom does secret rooms is perfect. But for me, it kind of found it a bit annoying because I don't want to have to press against every wall in the hope that something might let me in. <laughs> and I found that that happens a lot. With, with Doom, the old ones, not necessarily the new ones. Um, and uh, so I, I liked the idea of having the secret rooms be something what looked like you could tell it was there, but you'd have to find your way to get to it. Um, so, so hence, you know, why a lot of the secret rooms, I think they give you enough hints, but they're, you know, not crazy difficult to find. Um, not, not all of them anyway. Um, for example, the fact that there's a poster of the thing on the wall where you're meant to jump in to into the secret room kind of just gives you those little hints and things. So I wanted it to, I guess, just kind of lead the player, but not necessarily with them realising it. Yeah, so you've got to treat the, the player with, you know respect their intellect rather than big glowy light going look secret although it isn't yeah. anymore because i've got this big glowing arrow pointing at it um exactly. one of the earliest ones is i found is there's nothing to see here move along where are you going stop where are you going because you just like go keep going right I'm like where are you going stop there's nothing to see here no go turn around oh damn it you know, I've already uh, done the nothing to see here as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on the first level. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's, it's you know, it's it's up there with, you know, Officer Brady, you know, move along, nothing to see. Things exploding <laughs> behind you. So, um I want to talk about weapons now. Yeah. Um they're quite varied. Yes. Um and uh, other than the main pistol that you have, which seems to be a, a reference to Halo because the thing's really quite powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's got a bit of yeah. kick, hasn't it? It's got a bit of kick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it is, you know, it's the thing about the Halo pistol. If you don't know, listener, look up the Halo pistol and how they had to, break, to, to, to bring it back to sanity because that thing was lethal in the original Halo game. Um, 
they're quite they're quite varied as I've said, but the ones that outside the pistol, which seems to have unlimited ammunition, you can keep on reloading and reloading. Yes. The others have do have a limited count. Um, why? Uh, so again, the survival horror, uh, horror element came in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted you to feel like you was a little helpless at times. So, even though the pistol is is quite strong. In comparison to the other uh, the other things that you can you can find, it's not. So, like, um, if you play medium difficulty, which is the difficulty you really should play it on, to be honest, it's the most balanced in my opinion. Um, the uh, the sort of the big aliens, they're almost like a boss within themselves. And the idea was is that you shouldn't, because obviously there was Xenomorphs before, <laughs> um, but then I had to change it for copyright reasons, um, and so. The idea was is that you don't want to get anywhere near them things. You know, you don't. I don't want an, an enemy where you can just walk straight up to it and shoot it. It's dead instantly. Um, so yeah, it's a lot, um, a lot about that really. So I wanted to limit the amount of guns that you've got to give that survival feeling, so that you can't just go around just shooting whenever you want. Really, you you you've got to really conserve that ammunition. Yeah, that's that's the the the. the um... Ratcheting up the tension, really. It's just that, yeah. yeah, you've got shotgun now, but that's all the that's all the ammo you got. Go on, just get more shotgun ammo. No, <laughs> <laughs> got a full clip, and that's enough. <laughs> you got a full clip. Yeah, but can I just pick up? No, this is not Wolfenstein. Huh. <laughs> did did these things look like Nazis? Don't answer that. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, and I think you're right. There are some beings. There's some. There's there's some beings that do things. I think it was quite quite amusing that there's one level where it sort of says something about these things. I'm not going to oh, say. Right, yeah. And it's just right or scrawled on the wall in blood. Yeah. And like, <laughs> right. Can't think what they refer. Oh, oh, they do, don't they? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it's just uh, that just made me chuckle because it's like yeah you do yeah well spotted thanks for <laughs> thank you for the pro tip game cheers <laughs> um i should avoid that but no i just found it fascinating that the amount of times i found myself like accidentally firing a grenade or like, no don't run <laughs> 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 you know, or, or even better, just dropping a grenade down to a lower level and just waiting for it to carry out. Because it really, really packs a punch, those grenades. Oh, as yeah. They, as they bit. should. But you need to get out of the way because friendly fire, it's, it's in the game, trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's you, so many things you can do as well. So there's so many little tips and hints and things like that you can play with. Mm-hmm. Where when you actually know the game inside out, you can have so much fun with it. So um, one pro tip i suppose um is that you can actually fire your grenade onto a moving platform and then you it just sits on there and blows up yes <laughs> yes Which, something i don't see many people seeing but it was actually because i was on a stream um with uh, someone called zombie workshop and he was playing the game and he was like it would be really cool if you could just like chuck one of these on on, on the moving platform and i was like that is a great idea. Yeah. So that's when I went back and added that in as well. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just did one of those little moving platforms off you pop. 
Yeah. What's going to happen? Just you don't know. It's gone off the out. screen now. Just... <laughs> Did you hear any screams? Yeah, well, there you go. Job's done. <laughs> <laughs> What did I do? Does it really matter? Not really. <laughs> There's probably a health pack at the end of that, probably. Uh, well, we you know, I mean, there is an aspect you can run in this game, actually. I mean, yes. generally you're casually strolling, but running is a thing, but you get stamina. In, I mean, it's not stamina like, you know, in Souls games where it's like, oh, look, I've swung my sword and then there goes my stamina. Look. <laughs> this, this dude needs to go to the gym. Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, look, I swung my sword a bit. Now I'm on my... Come on. Jeez. Anyway, but no, you do run around and there's sort of... Uh, it's, it gets used to the jumping mechanic is is um, is different. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've found that I've had to... Uh, adjust to when 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 jumping around and it's fine, uh, but there was one room that looked remarkably like a certain other uh, game that sp- features a, um, a, a, a someone from a southern European country <laughs> of um, although you know and also has a certain expertise in a particular construction field. Um, oh yes, yes. relating to um, short things that are like tubular. You know, yes with yes. water i think you know what i'm talking about now i know what you're talking about yeah and there's that that's the that's where i spent most of my time training to actually jump properly in great distances with with the fellow because you have to jump to get out of that little area so yes. like, oh, okay I've, I'm gonna... I've, I've been told how bad that part is yeah, yeah. i've uh, fixed it now good because it was like i can't get out oh, oh damn what? i can't i can't get out <laughs> I, I needed these coins i desperately need i just can't get out so um that's where i learned how to jump in alien scumbag so thanks for that whether well, it's intentional i don't know no but... <laughs> that's what happens when you play your game too often and yes. you go oh this is easy yeah i've yeah. done this loads of times and then you realize you know the mechanics yes and yes. so it's easy and it's not yeah. easy for anyone else <laughs> exactly because but it's quite early in the game and it's yeah. like it's, it's a bright it's a bright and breezy part it's quite nice it's nice it's like, oh, this is, this is pleasant. I like this. Oh, wait, I can't get out. You're going to love it even more now, the new version. Oh, no, no, yeah, it's great. It's bigger, and there's also the um, the the zombies are also dressed up as a certain uh, turtle. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think why. Um, oh, I know, right? I'm sure a certain company <laughs> beginning with letter N has no problems with this at all. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, James, uh, Alien Scumbags, uh, developed by Monster Finger Games. Where's the uh, name of the, your studio come from? Uh, well, funnily enough, uh, I don't yeah. know if you remember me, you probably will, actually. Um, you know those little monsters you could put on your finger? Like where they were made out of like rubber or something like that? Where yes. they had little boggly arms? Yeah, it's yes. It's a monster finger, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So me and my Ooh. friend who does all the music, um, right. I add the music is nothing to do with me. Um, right. uh, and uh, I wouldn't have a clue when it comes to that. And um, so my, my friend Stu, who uh, is part of Monster Finger Games, he, um, yeah, we just thought it up and was like, oh, my God, we need a name. And was like, do you remember those things you put on your finger? It's <laughs> like, wow, it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> That's right. They have little fights, didn't they, and stuff. Yeah. It was great. There you go. Yeah, wow, that's that's not a three AM decision at all. It's just no. full on, that's full on sober that one. 
Well, come on. I mean, he could have ended up with, you know, colour animal. I mean, could he could have, have gone that. with that, you know. I've had a but... few different names. Like, where at one point it was Pixel Pros before right. Monster Figure Games existed. Okay. Um, but I wasn't very good at pixel art at the time. Uh, no, so <laughs> trade descriptions act like so pixel uh, pros didn't really work. Yeah, it's more like me. pixel, you know, appreciations. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've sort of got oh, I've got better over the years. Um, yes. So so yeah. Um, so it would probably make more sense now. But um, yeah, I mean, that that uh, kind of reminds me because um, Phil Fish go back to him. I remember him t- saying in that interview in that in that film saying that. The start of when he made Fez, all the pixel art was terrible. So by the time he finished the last level, his pixel art increased tenfold. But all the earlier levels looked nothing like the later levels. <laughs> so he had to do all the earlier levels again because they had to match the art from the... And it just kept, kept on going through this vicious cycle of improving his pixel art. <laughs> yeah, it went on forever, didn't it? It did. Um... It did. It just, yeah... Had to be released eventually for his own sane and so. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't care. Well, anyway. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, Alien Scumbags. It's out now on Steam. It is. Uh, for Windows PC, anything else? Or is that it at the moment? No, that's it at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah. So, we, um, uh, I mean, there's a possibility, albeit not sure how much of a possibility just yet, um, of a Switch release. But it really depends on how well the Steam version does, really. Um mm-hmm. It's, it's a funny one. Um, I get lots of positive reviews, um, but not many people actually purchasing it, <laughs> which is the only issue I've got at the moment. But oh people dear. like it, and that's good. You know, the fact that people love the game is, is fantastic. Mm. And um, pretty much all streamers that I've seen play it are enjoying it too. It's that's the cool. lighting. That's what I like about it. It's the lighting. Yeah, I do love the lighting. Uh, yeah. And I'm still think... playing around with new ideas for that as well. It's it's yeah. so many cool things you can do with it. I love it. There's so much going on on the screen because you can do that now. Because, you know, people say, oh, it's pixel art. It's like 16-bit. And they go, no. Because if a 16-bit platform actually tried to even render a third of this, it would actually explode. Yeah. It, would. it would explode. <laughs> I, I have mean... to call it kind of like... NES 8-bit graphics because even though it's not at all it's not, no. but too many, too many colours yeah. <laughs> the, the sprites are so small <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, so people yeah. just presume it's an 8-bit platformer so I go with the 8-bit platformer but I but sort of call it's... it 8-bit plus you know have you, yeah, have you played I mean granted there are people making eight plat- um, platformers on 8-bit machines yes what's awesome and I love this I'm sure you've encountered this as well because you and I have a an affection towards older platforms. It's one of the reasons why we're drawn to each other uh, is because uh, they are using modern design sensibilities. They're using modern design concepts on, like they take down well. Well, we can't make down well the same, uh, but we can make an approximation of it on on an Amstrad or on a Spectrum. And go, oh, see, see, if we've gone back 30 years and made this, we've made a fortune. Yeah. but no yeah you know it's just, just astonishing it's just like no it wasn't the platform it just says it all doesn't it it was never the platform or the technology it was design it mm. was design that was holding it back not the platform itself fascinating stuff absolutely yeah, when, you, when you're given that 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 uh, canvas which is a very different canvas but it still is one 
uh, and uh, and you just go, well, I haven't, I haven't got as many colours, I haven't got as big a canvas to work on, but it still exists, it's still a canvas. I'm just going to apply the same rules I know and apply it to this one, and then voila, you get these extraordinary games that are like, mm. why did they do this back in the Because they didn't know how. That's why. Um, I think also because, you know, the history of it is it came from the fact that they were trying to take as much of your money as possible in an arcade. Yes, yes. And the lack of memory being one of the reasons, of course, why things were short. Yeah. Um, and then, therefore, it was really difficult because they made their games extremely hard. One, because of the lack of memory, so they couldn't make as much content. But then also because they came from the arcade era. So for them, it was still all about make it as difficult as possible to make as much money as possible. Even when yeah. it got to home consoles... <laughs> that that came along with it. It's just you know? so stupid. Like, where's the coin slot? Yeah, I know. Where, what are you putting the coins? What are you putting the ten p's into? What? What? <laughs> yeah. Which it's is exactly weird, what it's, it's weird, and it's exactly what David Braben and Ian Bell faced with Elite when they tried to get it published and the pushback yeah. from, I think it was Thorny MI who they approached first, and they said, "Well, where's the score? There isn't one." Have a, where's your lives? There isn't. It's just one life. It's just you flying in space. <laughs> who, who wants to do that? It's rubbish. Yeah. Go away. Get out. Like, oh boy. So you know that kind of thinking was like you know it, they had to fight against that. But you know clearly things changed. And whatever happened to David Braben? I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, James, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank yeah, you. It's very been, very yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've really, really enjoyed it. I knew I would. This used to be a good one. They always are, but this has <laughs> been fun. And uh, wish you the very best of luck in your future Thanks. endeavours. You're more than welcome to come back to chat about what else you come up with after Alien Scumbags. But until then... <laughs> Unless it's still Alien Scumbags. <laughs> yeah. Five years. Five years. And I'll be like, so oh, it's Alien Scumbags, one pen zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... um Right. Uh, yeah, James, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank you. No, no worries at all. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks very much. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canorince.com. <laughs>